Jared Butler joining us. Congratulations on a great win. What was the mentality of this one when you really didn't have a scouting report considering the guys that were out? Yeah, it's always tough when you don't know when guys, uh, what guys are going to be in there. But, I mean, our plan was to just play hard. I mean, you know, obviously what's been going on in the past few games, our mentality was we got to get a win no matter what. And uh, that was our mentality going into it. All right, hesitation, step through, layup. Take me through it. That was pretty sweet. Uh, I mean, I just I just throw a bunch of moves at him, and he has to he has to fall for one of them. And uh, that's, that's kind of the uh, the mindset I got. Do you know what moves coming next? No, not at all. I I'll tell you, when I watch the film, I'm like, what what was I thinking when I when I moved, made that move? But yeah. Well, it looked like it was perfectly orchestrated and awfully nice. A lot of time tonight. Time with both Trent and Mike on the floor, kind of in a three guard combo. What were those combinations like? What was the communication you guys were having on the floor? Uh, we, we told each other we all had to be aggressive, make plays for each other, and uh, we're all extremely talented with the ball. And, um, you know, Mike especially was telling us, man, make plays for each other, get guys involved, and um, that's what we did. And Trent obviously played well. Mike did, did his thing. And, um, you know, I think the result was, was just a collection of, um, of hard work and, and playing together. What has been the hardest part about being a rookie in the NBA? Uh, I think... I got to say just the lifestyle of like basketball being every day, like in college, you have, you know, school and uh, other things to worry about. But in, in the NBA, it's just basketball and you almost have to kind of find, fall in love with it. And um, it's, it's just extremely hard to do it every day. But at the same time, it's what I love to do. So it's, it's, a, it's a kind of hit and miss. Thanks very much for your time. By the way, you're not supposed to miss school for another few years. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Jared Butler, nice enough to join us. Apologize for the confusion. Trent was in our usual spot, but they were doing TV in our usual spot, so radio was in the other. So I didn't, I couldn't, I thought that we had a headset on one person when it was actually a wireless mic on another. So my apologies on that. Uh, fun little stat note as we welcome Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott in. I, I sat on this because I didn't want to use it. Boyan Bogdanovich in the final two minutes of a game, within two possessions, at the free throw line in his career 35 of 38 wow not bad not bad at all that's clutch he missed one in 1819 he missed one in 1920 he made the first 22 of his career in that setting ice water well you're looking at a guy that has a career average of 86 percent would you expect anything different it's the difference in pressure free throws, isn't it? Yes, there is. You want to know? Here's another really weird note that I found when I pulled this number up for him. He has not taken a two-point shot in the final two minutes of a close game in the last two seasons. It's always Donovan or Mike or someone else driving, kicking out the wow. three. Wow, out going, yeah. Only if Booner had somebody to set his table like that. Not from the three-point line. Give me about 18, 20-footer, I'm good. Who's the good. best point guard you ever played with? The best? Yeah. Uh, man. Probably Brian Taylor, Norm Nixon. How about Magic Johnson? I didn't know <laughs> if that counted. Your time well, with him was limited. Yeah, but still. Still a teammate. He still changed team. your address. Huh? <laughs> All right, what do you guys think tonight? Man, it's been a while since uh, we got a win. I was just looking January 21st. So, been a uh, minute. You know, we talked about that probably being, of all the stuff, the most important thing, to figure out a way to win a game and 
They, they, I thought they really competed. Alex talked about competing, how important that is to their culture. And I felt that tonight. I, I felt like these guys really did compete together. I know you guys aren't in the stands here, or maybe you are up there. <laughs> Come out and watch the game and got a feel for the, the fans here tonight. And they really appreciated the hard, how hard the Jazz played, diving on the floor and uh, stealing balls out of guys' hands and things like that. I mean, the fans around us anyway was just flat out wild. I mean, they were very excited. We didn't get a wedding proposal by us, if that's what you're asking. You missed out, man. Yeah, if that's what you're they're asking. They're still here, me. too. Are they really? Yeah, they're still here. How, so, would, how would David's call have gone if she said no? Oh, my goodness. I hope that never Rejected. happens. Rejected! <laughs> 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 Eradicated! Can you imagine going through all of that? Like the proposal we had at, half at the center court early in the yeah. year. If she says no... Oh. 18, 19,000 people stunned. He was, it was in the middle of play-by-play. Or, like, <laughs> it was in the middle of the game. He didn't even do, like, he didn't wait till, like, a, he didn't wait till a break. Congratulations, we're talking about you guys right now. <laughs> they're right behind us. I told you they're still here. Well, the best part about it is you described it perfectly. I mean, we, as if we were there, and then pick up right with, uh, and Butler up on the left wing. <laughs> You didn't even like break right back to the play. Right back to the play. Were you tempted to go wedding crashers on it and tell them not to do it? Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I think marriage is the best thing ever. (laughs) All right, my brother. We'll catch you. I have a story story about that. About marriage being the best thing ever or me thinking that? No, just Or wedding crashers. No, just how. (laughs) Um, So I have to ask our friend Kristen a question. Okay. Uh, Kristen she, was our statistician tonight. And the other night, you may recall, Kristen did that whole weird numbers thing, right? Yes. About Oh, angel numbers. Angel number thing. So here's what I want to know tonight. This has to do with another game in the NBA tonight. But on February 2nd of 2022, Desmond Bain, who wears 22, had two assists, two steals, two blocks, two turnovers, two personal fouls, and shot 22.2% from the field. Wow. So what does that mean in angel numbers? New beginnings? That sucks for Desmond Bain because he's been really good this year, and he doesn't want new beginnings. And maybe a new location like Salt Lake. 222 is a – wait, how did you just pull this up? How have I been handed this already? <laughs> a rare gateway has opened. This is a powerful activation portal. So set intentions and expect rapid manifestation. Yeah, whatever that means. That seems broad. That seems really tarot card reading to me, but that's all right. Just like, and you're sitting there like, yeah, they're describing me perfectly. Right. Because what they're saying is, is that whatever like that I want Is that like that horoscope stuff? It is? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I never thought we'd be doing broadcasts where angel numbers had back-to-back <laughs> nightly appearances. You know when you guys go to the, you know, check the schedule out on ESPN.com and it has a green W and then a red L. The Jazz just stopped a block of red Ls. That's a red L. Yep. Yes. Got a W, green W. Nice. Thank you, Nuggets. The Nets come to town. 
Having lost to the Sacramento Kings tonight, collapsing in the fourth quarter, they'll be a not Kevin Durantless angry bunch. Come in 29 and 21. That means they've lost. That they lost tonight. I think they lost six in a row. Six they? in a row. Yes. You think Harden goes to Vegas? Probably already there. All right. All right, guys. Well, don't you bounce off to Vegas. we so got to game on Friday. Is this Compasso? Compasso, yeah. and they're all chanting and cheering him. We didn't get to see Compasso tonight. Nope, he didn't play tonight. Got in last night, but not tonight. I was so brokenhearted to not see Compasso tonight. All right. That was fun. Both teams played super hard, so that's a good one. As always, thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. By oh. the way, uh, before we head out, one note. Uh, one of the NBA coaching legends, Bill Fitch, passed away to, at 89 years old. I'll be. Okay. All right. Well, that's a pretty cool scene, actually. Wow, there are a lot of people here tonight chanting and cheering. That's cool. You guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Go down there and get in the, get in the action, David. Get, get in the mix. That get in is, the middle of it and just kind of act like you know what so you're doing. That is so cool. This is straight up one of the coolest things I've seen. How many people think that is, Ron? Is that about 100 people? It's quite a few. <laughs> That's pretty great. And they, like, didn't even get to see their guy play. He rushed out afterwards for them. And the Argentinian chant continues. This is great. A little soccer here. I got to brush up on my Spanish. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any idea what they're saying, but I know what the I know the blue, the vertical blue and white jersey, right? Yep. That's they used to come legendary. out for uh, for Manu when he was around yeah. too. Yeah. Well, they've got Compazu's no Manu, but they still have the energy and love for him. That's pretty mm. great. Cool. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. 108, 104 is your final. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win! 108, 104 over the Denver Nuggets. I'll tell you, the answer for uh, what ails the Jazz is just play Denver as much as possible as they get the season sweep and they win. Both teams a little shorthanded tonight. But Coach Lacombe, uh, both teams played hard and the Jazz looked good. I really like some of those late stretches where the kind of extra effort plays, you know, hustle plays, Royce O'Neal risking life and limb. As he he went for that loose ball that ended up being a basket, you know that was very pivotal to Rudy Gay. Um, just just toughness, you know, stuff you love to see. And this team's been through a lot. A lot of these guys um, are out there playing totally different roles than they're used to. But tonight they they fought really hard, and it felt like they're really unified just to get a win. How about Trent Forrest? Eighteen points, six of seven shooting, one of one from three, five of six of the line. Also had eight assists, two rebounds, and a steal. In 39 minutes, we've talked a lot this past month through January about guys taking advantage of opportunities. And uh, Trent tonight, I mean, there were a few guys that did, but Trent was great. I'm going to tell you, man, it's so hard. You look at his line, but eight assists and no turnovers, um, you know, that's just so great. I mean, it's so uh, you got to be so precise with everything you do. And that's what he was tonight. And, you know, late in the game, 
Al called his number and he was able to drive the ball and get a, a big basket. Um, just really, really fun to watch Trent Forrest. And you and I were talking as the game was going on, just how much he's improved. And he's, he's certainly taken and made the most of this opportunity. Mike Conley had 17 tonight, uh, five assists. Mike had four steals. Uh, Bogdanovich had 15. You mentioned Royce had 15 and had some really good possessions on the defensive side of the ball. Rudy, Rudy Gay had 15 off the bench. And Jared Butler had 10 coming in off the bench. Six Jazz players in double figures tonight. It's just awesome. Awesome to see. And, and we said early, or at halftime, we talked about the ball movement. And, you know, Quinn often talks about that .5, make a quick decision to drive it, pass it, shoot it. Um, and tonight really felt like they were spaced uh, pretty well and and really played off of each other and, and really kind of kept that ball moving around. Bryn Forbes had 26 to lead all scores and, of course, lead the way for Denver. Morris with 15, uh, Barton with 13, Reed with 13, and Highland with uh, 10 coming off the bench. Uh, Highland's fun to watch. Four of seven tonight, two of four. Um, not uh, not afraid to uh, insert himself in the action, is he? No, he's not at all. And he, he definitely has that uh, kind of off-the-bench scores mentality like we see with Jordan Clarkson, uh, a guy who definitely uh, prioritizes getting the ball and shooting it. Um, but it's guys like that that can find a shot a lot of different ways that are going to be really valuable. I can see him having a nice career in the NBA. Jazz put one in the W column. It's been a minute, but uh, they win tonight over the Denver Nuggets. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night from Vivint Arena. The Brooklyn Nets will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound. We'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz win. Jazz game night post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz get back to their winning ways. 108-104, they beat the Denver Nuggets here at Vivint Arena. We'll get you sound from the coaches coming up here momentarily. But, Coach... Jazz had some fill-in guys, uh, some guys like Trent Forrest played big minutes and uh, came away with the win. Yeah, it was awesome to see, uh, again, a guy that was really instrumental to the cause. You know, from a leadership standpoint was Mike Conley. Um, while he was out there uh, in his 28 minutes, 17 points, five assists, only one turnover. Um, but what I really liked about Mike is, is actually what we heard um, Jared say after the game, you know, that Mike – was really constantly preaching to those guys that got to play on attack and, and look to gain an advantage. And his veteran leadership is definitely showing right now, and he's, he's been very, very steady uh, while the, the majority of, of the Jazz frontline guys have been out. Let's get to your uh, your uh, points in the paint. I think this tells an interesting story tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting tonight, the jazz outscore the nuggets in the paint coach put up a huge number 64 to 42. And you could tell I mean, you talked about this at half and before the game, they were going to get 
they were going to make their hay going to the basket. The Jazz were 21 for 27 at the rim. Tonight. How about that? I mean, uh, you, you know, that is what they prioritize, and you saw it early in the game. I mean, you, you this Nuggets team, for whatever reason, gets really spaced out defensively, and there are a lot of holes and gaps that you can drive, and the Jazz did a nice job of attacking. Uh, it really did open everything else up, and uh, for whatever reason, the Jazz have a really, uh, you know, they have a, an easier time against that defense, um, you know, with all that space. Well, they certainly took advantage of it tonight. There's uh, there's no doubt about it. They actually attempted, let's see, nine more field goals uh, than the Nuggets did. Uh, and the Nuggets still shot 53% from the field, but the Jazz were able to uh, turn them over a little bit. The Nuggets had 14 turnovers compared to the Jazz seven. You get a bunch of high percentage shots, good things probably going to happen. For sure. Um, the other thing we talked about was how important it would be for the team to rebound kind of by committee. And um, uh, you can see down the line uh, that the Jazz really did that. You know, Bojan picked up seven rebounds. That's a little bit higher than he typically gets. Uh, Rudy Gay had a nice rebounding number at uh, nine tonight. And then, um, you know, Azabuke was was the leading rebounder with ten. So I'm stealing a little of your thunder there, but I'm kind of leading you into that. Hey, I'll, I'll throw in the read. Master of the glass tonight. Doke. How about that? The Doke. First time ever. Uh, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Wish Doke could have grabbed one more bucket. He would have had a double-double. How about Doke? Two starts, two wins over the Nuggets in his career. I really like it. You know, it's been great to to see him be able to get these minutes and then kind of produce. And, you know, he's getting more comfortable. That's what you see. He's he's definitely gets winded early, and that's something he's got to continue to fight through. But in 22 minutes, he really competed. Um, and for him to get 10 rebounds and 8 points, that's just uh, a definite sh- uh, path in the right direction for him. All right, let's uh, get some uh, post-game sound rolling. Let's throw things down to the media room and hear from, of course, uh, Coach Snyder, not with the team, health and safety protocols. Alex Jensen stepping in tonight. Let's go ahead and hear from Coach Jensen. All right. Uh, there's not, I can't say enough about what, what Trent, you know, did tonight. Played hard. And I think a good example of that is at the end when they were blitzing and he had the, he's cool, calm and collected and had the pass to, to Rudy Gay in the corner. But yeah, I know he was great. I and mean, he takes pressure off of Mike and the other guys. So. Happy for him. Happy, happy for all the guys tonight. And Trent's one of them for sure. You put a lot of pressure on the rim early as the thing. How much of a positive impact did that have towards shoring up the defense and getting you guys going on your perimeter defense at the end of And that's one of the things that we, we talked about tonight and that, that Coach Schneider's talked about is just being aggressive and competing. And that's getting on the rim is a, you get fouls, which we ended up getting late. And then also it helps with the transition defense. Like you said, like it gives us a chance to get back. And I think we had, you know, 60 plus points in the paint, which was a good job of those guys being aggressive and, and, and competing. You know what? I, I'm happy for all the guys, but especially Mike and Royce and those guys. And we, I think, the loose balls were indicative. Royce's two offensive rebounds. Mike Conley got on the floor in the loose ball, and we ended up getting him. So, like, I'm I'm happy for them. Why are you dry? Why am I dry? 
Because we play on Friday. No, but it, it was, uh, I just was fortunate not to screw it up too much. But those guys, like they're, they're well-trained. Like they've been together for a while and we've, they're well-trained. Aside from just, you know, really and you guys kind of find like having something to walk away with for the team in general, being able to, I mean, everything has been so hard to get a win, get a win at home. You mean going back to the, the message that coaches sent and we tried to carry tonight was like competing and playing together and, and, I think after tonight, the thing we can point out to them is all the small things, like whether it's an offensive rebound by Rudy Gay, offensive rebound by Royce, or like a screen, or like it's just all those little things that you know you kind of miss sometimes when you're not together. But I think we we did a lot of those tonight, and you can build upon it. And if everybody does those little things and defends and competes, and we're we're pretty good. We can be. What were some of the things you thought of Trent tonight specifically to you? Like, we've been talking to him lately, and he mentioned, you know, the fact that Detroit game, Quinn told him that he needed to be more aggressive and step it up, and it feels like he really has kind of been more aggressive since then. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, he's naturally he's a point guard and passive, and he wants to, you know, kick it out. But he was aggressive tonight, and that, like I said, takes pressure off of Mike or JC or the other guys. and. You can't say enough of him because he, he played a lot of minutes tonight and uh, 38 minutes tonight. He's usually guarding one of the best players in their team, which is hard to do it both ways. But, yep, we'll continue to tell him to be aggressive. And and he was he was tonight. That's so different than how you guys usually play offense, right? I mean, it's it's not technical and schedule to the rim. It's kind of isolation switch heavy and attack to mismatches. How do you kind of coach that currently and then, you know, how did you think the team responded in playing a different You know, I'll give credit again. It's going back to the being aggressive, which is, which was a great thing for us tonight. And it got kind of stagnant. And when they switched everything, you know, it got kind of hard and we did a good job of, you know, we told them, you know, get stops. And then if we run and get early baskets and we didn't get as many threes that we, as we would have liked to in transition, but then they, it's harder for them to switch. But then they made, our players made good adjustments by, flipping the screens and making little small adjustments to free up that drive to the paint. But then again, like that, that was the important thing about having Trent because when you get stagnant like that, he's capable of breaking down his man and, and getting to the paint and scoring or getting fouled or passing. And that's when you have Mike and Trent and other guys that can do that, it's a lot easier than just one guy or two guys. There's Alex Jensen with his first win as a head coach. How about that? Congrats to uh, coach Jensen. I'm so happy for Al. That was really cool. Yeah. I'm I'm a little sad that they didn't give him a, you know, at least a water bottle on the head or something, something like that. Something like that. They what was the question there? Why are you dry, coach? I was kind of we have a game on Friday. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay, his first oh, win. Totally makes sense. All right. <laughs> Gotta admit, I was confused by that question for a second before I put it together. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you dry? <laughs> Is it raining in the oh, arena? Oh man, that's funny. But congratulations to to Coach Jensen. That's uh, that's great, and he's a steadying force, and obviously is capable of stepping in and coaching a few games when uh, Coach Snyder is unavailable. You know, it, it was cool to see and hear him talk about Trent Forrest and Trent's night, but you know, his confidence to go to Trent late was yeah. really was really interesting, and I, I thought that was uh, the right call at the right time. Um, so that was really perceptive and. 
I think uh, that's one thing as assistants, you spend a lot of time with these guys, you know, with their game, you kind of get to know what they're really good at. And, um, you know, Al was, Al did a great job tonight of managing the game and figuring out a way to get the team a win. Win indeed. 108-104 over the Denver Nuggets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coming up right around the corner, we'll get you some player sound and we'll continue to break this one down as well as the Jazz get a win right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz come away with win 108 104 here at home at Vivint Arena. Felt it's uh, felt like a while since they've gotten a win at home, Coach Lacombe. That we're talking to uh, Jazz fans are going home. <laughs> With a smile on their face, uh, Jazz needed this one tonight. And you could kind of feel that is probably part of why the, the fans were so amped up tonight. It had been a long time. Um, they had not seen a, a game, a, a win at home since that 21st of January. So uh, definitely a, a nice thing for the, for the fans to be able to take part in. But again, I, I really thought the guys answered the bell. And I thought all the guys that needed to be good were good. And that's, that's not always easy to, to accomplish. No, I thought uh, Conley was good tonight. He finished the game with 17, five and four steals for Conley. So he was uh, obviously active. We talked a lot about Trent Forrest, but uh, Bogdanovich uh, had 15. Royce O'Neal with some big defensive plays in the fourth quarter also had 15 points. Uh, Doak with eight and 10 also had a couple of blocks in his 22 minutes. And then they got some production off the bench. Rudy Gay, who they needed tonight because he was one of their few quote unquote bigs, <laughs> even though you know, just a few years ago, I'm sure you wouldn't call Rudy Gay a big, but he had 15 and nine. And then Jared Butler uh, had 10 points on five of 11 shooting and three assists. Although Jared didn't shoot it well from three. The Jazz didn't shoot it well from three. They were seven of 29. But again, getting back to our, uh, our Serta Pro Painters points in the paint stat tonight, the Jazz weren't going to live and die by the three. They didn't have that kind of personnel. They were going to get the ball going to the basket. Yeah, it was it was a nice night for the you know court to kind of feel like it was slanted toward the basket because the Jazz definitely had an advantage, and, and they played to that, which was really smart. Uh, I thought the guys were tough in the paint and finished around the basket, which was great. And Jared Butler was a guy who I felt was really instrumental. You know, a guy who hasn't played a ton, but got 29 minutes. Obviously, with um, those minutes that Joe was playing, um, certainly up now in the air. And I thought he did a great job of attacking the basket and finishing. He got 10 points, and I thought he played pretty poised. Um, three assists, had three turnovers, but again, he's moving the ball. I think he's starting to learn how to play. Well, he's showing certainly he has the skill that the Jazz need, and that's the ability to beat his guy, which he did uh, a bunch of times tonight. He's still not perfect, still dribbles a lot. Defense needs some work. Elijah Hughes tonight was 2 of 4, had 5 points in his 11 minutes. He needs a little work on that end of the ball, too, and that's – not a surprise from young players in this league as they learn how to play against the best athletes on the planet. But uh, Butler, in particular, certainly uh, contributed to the win tonight. Yeah, he was, you know, I thought he was on attack. You know, he didn't make too much of it, didn't think too much. Didn't shoot the ball well, like you said, from three. But I liked when he got ahead of steam and then his creative finishes um, was able to absorb contact and still finish. I like the way he played tonight. 
Again, Trent Forrest, probably the biggest story tonight with his 18 points and 39 minutes of play, eight assists and two rebounds. And how much, you know, we talk so much about uh, the, the young players taking advantage of opportunity. And uh, we also talk a lot about how when the Jazz get their full roster back, how it's going to look going forward. Have, have guys like Trent Forrest in particular uh, played well enough to to kind of bang down the door a little bit, saying uh, he deserves a little bit bigger part of the rotation? I, I think that's what he's shown. Um, you know, I was asked the question this, this week on the radio sometime, somewhere. I lose track. You're um, on a lot these days, but I, I was, we were talking about, you know, who does kind of step in. And I would I, I said, you know, Trent's the guy right now as the, as the roster is kind of set up, he's the guy that's probably next in line. He's kind of earned his, his earned the minutes he had and done a good job and been solid. And what I like to see is what he did tonight. He kind of took it another step, you know, which was, which was awesome to see. He seems like a really likable young man and uh, he's really fun to watch. He plays hard. He does play hard and you can tell his teammates, are, are on his side pulling for him. You know, we've seen in the past Donovan Mitchell tweets, things like that, that, you know, he's he, he's got the whole team behind him. And tonight he gets the start, only his fourth start in his NBA career. Uh, Locke was talking about how he was going to be off the ball some tonight, playing alongside Mike Conley. He was going to have to be more aggressive. Certainly was more aggressive. And you could you could see him gain confidence as the season has gone along. The other piece I like is he's, you know, he's got good feet, he, he certainly learned how to defend at Florida State with Leonard Hamilton, um, but he's got, a, he's got kind of that nice length. You know, he, when, he really presents well when he's down in a defensive stance and gets his hands on, a share, on in deflections and those tor- sort of things. So like the progression a ton, uh, I think, as I've said a lot, this, this organization does a great job of bringing young guys in and identifying the things that they need to get better at and, and drilling that and drilling that and you see often a lot of these young players improve, and that's that's a, a total credit to the organization, the coaches, and and all the time they put in. And you know, on this on this team, there are a number of examples that we point to all the time. You can play your way up this Jazz roster, even when it's crowded, and it's it's crowded this year, and it was crowded last year. But there are a number of examples that if you play hard and specifically play hard on defense, move excuse me, move the ball like Coach Schneider preaches. You know, there's going to be an opportunity for you, and and bigger opportunities come with, uh, you know, certain situations like you see tonight where not a whole lot of people play. But Trent has been getting minutes and playing all year long, and you can see why Coach Snyder has kind of put a little faith in him. Yeah, to that vein, I mean, Royce O'Neal's that guy, right, that's played his way from G League up to a starting role and, and really gets that tough defensive assignment. But tonight, you know, he, he kind of knew the Jazz needed a little more offense from him and he made a three but I thought it was really his ability to get to the basket some cool finishes a nice little left-handed scoop that he celebrated as he hung his left hand down like they do nowadays um, but I just like the energy that Royce played with tonight I thought he was he was really into it and um, you know him getting 15 points was definitely a huge part in the Jazz being able to win tonight and he plays hard on defense he always has no, he's he not the, the perfect defender but he's out there trying to make plays and play hard he understands the scheme you know he understands that he always does a great job in knowing personnel um, but it would be hard like you said these are great athletes that you're guarding the best in the world and um, you know the, the key to Royce is he shows up every game and he gives you a great effort and you got to love that all right, let's uh, get a look at your Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight at the line, the Jazz were 17 of 22, 77%. 
Uh, the Nuggets only nine of 12 for 75%. I know that uh, Coach Malone and uh, the Nuggets were a little grumpy. They didn't get some calls down the stretch, but the Jazz did a nice job uh, guarding tonight without fouling. And typically, you know, late in a game, the, the more aggressive team, the team that's kind of playing on attack, making things happen, they'll probably get the benefit of the doubt. Um, the Jazz were definitely that team tonight. They didn't stand around and wait for things to happen. They definitely attacked. And that play that Royce made kind of stands out in my mind. I thought he made a great extra effort play. The fans totally dug it. And it ended up, you know, in Conley's hands to Gay for a layup. So fun fun stuff to watch. And again, the, the key to this is that everybody competed tonight. You know, they didn't hang their heads. They were down, guys. They just went out and competed. Although Bogdanovich did get a technical foul. He did. Complaining tonight. He did. And, you know, that's going to happen from time to time. I, I will say this, you know, it's, it, it's diff- this is a little different um, because Denver actually had more pieces out tonight than the Jazz did, you know, in the, in the grand scheme. So, um, you know, this really was kind of second units against second units, but I thought the Jazz – um, really did a great job of, of kind of weathering the storm and having enough in there uh, with them to go uh, finish the game. All right, let's go down to the media room. Time to hear from Royce O'Neal. Morning I mean, in progress. You know, it was a tough stretch for us. I mean, we got guys out, in and out. Uh, you know, coach was in there. Uh, I think, you know, for the most part, everybody just stayed level-headed. I mean, you know, I think we learned a lot, you know, from those losses. Just had to carry it over, and then every game is a new game. So, you know, it felt good to get a win. What can you tell us about Um, special. I mean, I think he's just taking advantage of the opportunity that he's given, uh, playing offense and defense, you know, being aggressive when he has to, um, talking. Um, I mean, he's being a pro. doing. What, I mean, he stepped up big time for us, so. Game really turned when you guys and you specifically got some turnovers and, and kind of could get out in transition. What do you guys figure out on the on that end to kind of stop them a little bit? Just play defense, stay together. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're just being more aggressive. I feel like um, you know, communicating more has been a big emphasis for us. Um, you know, helping each other out. You know. Um, we got to rely on each other, trust each other every game. And then, so that's what we're doing. I mean, it's been good. I mean, everybody's still keeping their head high, you know, even after all the losses we've been through last last month. And then I think now, you know, everybody just feel all the losses, you know, off our shoulders a little bit, but, you know, we just got to focus on the next one. I mean, it was good. I mean, you can tell everybody was cheering. I mean, Finally got one, so I think just, you know, watch film, keep going, and then get ready for the next one. You mentioned Trent being aggressive out there tonight. Seems like we haven't gotten much of a chance, you know, for obvious reasons to be him, like, kind of break out his isolation game. Is that something that you guys knew that he was capable of doing, just, like, putting his head down and getting in the bucket like that? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, he works on it every day. I mean, we give him that confidence. He has that confidence in himself. And I think, you know, him just being aggressive helps us out, you know, whether he's scoring or, you know, getting to the paint, kicking it out for somebody else to get a better shot. I mean, you know, he's doing his job, doing well. Let me get Alex Jensen a win, too. For sure. Thank you. 
All right, there you go. Royce O'Neal, 15 for Royce tonight. Three boards, an assist, a couple of steals, really playing hard. Talk about uh, how they played great team defense tonight. Yeah, they were connected. You know, that's that word we hear often. They, they did a little more switching tonight, uh, but they definitely communicated, were connected, felt like they, they really kind of had one heartbeat to win the game um, and, and felt like they went out there and competed really hard, got themselves in a position that play way they played the first half, and then they just gutted it out. Um, really fun to watch. You hope things like that uh, are, are things that can be continued when they have their full roster of guys back. Those, that connectivity and the fight that they've had to have to kind of struggle through the last month or so. The nice part of that is we've seen that. You know, we've seen when this team is connected, when they do a good job of, of just kind of making the right basketball plays, they have good success. So um, you're, you're right. The, the hope is that, that that will be what we see. Um, the, the, the good pod, positive part is we've seen it. So hopefully, you know, just resurrect it. Want to remind you about the uh, Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Let's go back to the media room and hear from Mike Conley. It wasn't going to be a blowout. It wasn't going to be, you know, like we had chances to stretch the lead at the end of the game and it seemed like it just stayed a two-point game or a tied game. So um, we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Just happy to see one, you know, put a W up there in front of the home crowd and um, and do it in the way that we did it with the guys that we had on hand and uh, how passionate they they played and a lot of guys stepped up. And it was it was a really fun environment. What did you see out of Trent tonight? Uh, Trent's really good. You know, a lot of those young guys are really good. Um, Trent was poised. Um, I told him to attack. I, I told him I wanted to see him get in the paint and making plays, especially if me and him were going to be playing together. Uh, I'll space and let him make decisions. I trust him more than anybody. And um, his ability to attack the rim and finish is huge. He's a big guard. And he plays so unselfishly that we want him to be aggressive. And um, it was a really good game for him just all around the board. Um, I was saying that he needs to get into the paint every time and, and make that play because that that's what we need to do against teams that switch because um, we were both having to play kind of the same scheme defensively and um, with his vision and his size, he can get in there and be patient. He can finish. He can get it, kick out to guys open in three, uh, three point line and um, and use his, you know, his gifts. Uh, I just tell him to just be aggressive and continue to, to attack that paint. When Alex Jackson comes down, the game talked about how all the, the little things that you guys did well tonight, you know, keeping kind of the ball, driving on the floor for baseball, the offensive rebounds, you know, et cetera. It's like that makes the win feel better. Mm -hmm. you know, you can do the play and feel better for the next one. Yeah. Um, and that's, those were the, the plays that were the most exciting for our team. You know, I think that's the important part. It wasn't the dunks. It wasn't the threes. It wasn't the big plays. It was the big plays for us were when we, we scrapped for a loose ball or came up with a steal or, you know, that one play that, you know, I had the layup and Rudy Gay got the, the, the layup after I, you know, I got the ball back somehow. And like plays like that were, were, you know, signify, you know, how all the guys were out there playing that night, uh, tonight. So we wanted to, to leave it out there and we were proud of the way that we, you know, we handled those situations. 
I mean, are you guys kind of like, what's it like after a win, after not winning? Um, it's, you know, you, you exhale a little bit, you know, there's a lot of pressure, obviously. Um, but same time, um, just seeing the, the, the steps we took in the right direction in so many different areas. Um, there's still things we can clean up, but we knew that would happen with new guys in lineup. And, uh, we, we basically had to cut our playbook in half, you know, just cause we had so many guys in different positions. We played three point guards at one point, you know, we had people just everywhere. So it was just kind of, you know, taping it up and going out there and seeing what we can do and, and to get a win like that, uh, sometimes that's all you need to, to get back on track. Obviously, you know, it's been talking to Quinn a lot during the stretch, but just for the sake of, you know, they're like, let's see how experience been like these last few days. Um, he's, a, he's a little less intense, you know. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he tends to, you know, like everything's a little bit quicker. So it's like he draws a play up, like we're in and out of the timeout in like 20 seconds, you know, Quinn is sitting there and he's grilling you for the whole timeout, throwing, drawing up five different options and stuff like that. So uh, AJ is just strict, straight to the point and just, you know, doesn't say much, um, which is cool, you know, for us players, it gave us a, even more of a platform to just, uh, you know, be leaders, go out there and have fun and, and talk it up. You guys the Nuggets tonight. Um, do division games matter more? Uh, division games are huge. Yeah, they're they're, they're very huge. You, you mean they're teams that you're very familiar with, obviously. And a team like Denver is a team that you know we you could see in the playoffs for sure, and, and we've seen them before in the past. And um, so to, to to beat them um, throughout the year, like we 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 had this year, is is special. You know, it's 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 not easy to do. They're so good and regardless of who plays and who doesn't, you know, it's always good feeling when you beat teams that are, that are, you consider rivals or in, in your division. Um, it's, that's like the toughest news, you know, to ever, to ever get, um, for anybody, but especially Joe, because um, you know what he he's meant to, you know, Jazz Nation and the community and his family, just everybody. You think about Joe, you don't just think about him. You think about everything that he, you know, he's touched and um, along the way. And, you know, it's going to be a huge loss for us is just his personality and his, you know, the way he plays the game. And, you know, you can't replace that kind of player. Um so it's going to be tough for us, and uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to figure it out somehow. We're going to have to figure out who's going to step up, or who multiple guys who who those guys are going to be to step up in that role because it's it's not going to be easy. All right, thank you. All right, there's Mike Conley. We'll talk a little bit more about what he had to say. We'll hopefully hear some more player sound coming up right around the corner. One hundred eight to one hundred four is your final. Jazz get the win right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. I mean, my Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 
Jazz win tonight, 108-104 over the Denver Nuggets. A big performance tonight from Trent Forrest, 18 points in 39 minutes on 6 of 7, shooting 8 assists. We just heard from Mike Conley, 17 points for Mike, um, 5 assists and 4 steals, 6 of 14 from the field. I thought uh, one thing that uh, Mike Conley said that was interesting is uh, Alex Jensen has a little different style than Coach Quinn Snyder, which you can kind of see. Um, he said, Mike, uh, <clears throat> he said that, uh, Alex has left him a little bit more freedom to be leaders. And specifically, that's something we've heard, um, not only Alex Jensen talk about Mike Conley lately, but also Quinn Snyder talk about Mike Conley, that he's kind of grown into a different position, being a leader with, uh, some guys out of the lineup. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, um, you know, done a great job of just sh- making sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, we've always talked about how things uh, always kind of run smooth, more smooth when Mike's out there. Um, but we saw that again tonight, just a, a great job of staying with the young guys, you know, talking to Butler and Forrest throughout, you know, both Butler and Forrest, uh, you know, Mike actually said he told Trent to be aggressive, you know, and that's a great thing for a veteran to tell a, a young guy. Um, I just really like the way Mike kind of controls his emotions, his demeanor, uh, and he's he's got a real settling effect on this young team right now. He was 6 of 14 from the field, which isn't terrific to get his 17 points. But here's the thing. He was 3 of 5 from 3 tonight in a night where they needed somebody to hit threes because Jazz as a team were only 7 of 29, and nobody hit more than one tonight beside Mike Conley, who had 3 of 5. That was big, you know, and those those came at, at huge times. Um, you know, the Jazz, they were right in the middle of this game. Um, you know, it could have gone either way, and – down the stretch, I really do believe that, you know, the guard play for the Jazz and Conley and Forrest and the hustle of Royce O'Neal, you know, were, were huge reasons why they were able to win this thing. want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas throughout the regular season. The Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a Jazz game in a suite. Go to mba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from the man himself. Here is Trent Forrest. Thank you, Everybody healthy. You really deserve because, you know, you're talking about that. You're on the team. What are you like? Is it real life? What's that like? I mean, just kind of things they've always been telling me. Um, all our best, they trust me. So um, I always just stand aggressive. So that was, I mean, kind of the mindset. And I mean, going into it, I mean, they've been telling me this probably for like the last week and a half. So. How are you able to kind of get to the pain so often tonight? Um, I mean, just reading my defender, reading how they were playing. Um, even though guys are out, I mean, uh, the spacing was good. So I was able to kind of get to my spots. What did the locker room feel like after so many losses and you guys walk back at the time and Yeah, um, it was great. Um, I mean, just the last couple of games, we've been right there at the end and haven't been able to pull it out. So kind of the same thing um, tonight, and we were able to finally get this one. So it was definitely kind of like a relief for us um, in the locker room. Everybody was happy. So it's kind of what I would say. Uh, no, I didn't at all. Um, usually I kind of get down on myself when I do have turnovers, but not tonight. I, I um, wasn't keeping track of it. So, 
happy now? No, I'm definitely happy. Um, I mean, everybody played well and we needed it. Everybody played with energy. And I mean, I was able to kind of to get Doka a couple lobs, um, a couple drop offs to guys when they were cutting. So um, definitely happy, probably happy, more happy that we won rather than how I played. So <laughs> you played more than 38 minutes. Are you feeling that at all? Or oh, definitely. No, definitely feeling that. Um, I probably haven't played that many minutes since high school, honestly. <laughs> um, but no, nah, I'm definitely feeling it a little bit. But um, with treatment and stuff, I, I'll be feeling pretty fine tomorrow. How's the ankle? The ankle is it's all right. Um, definitely sore a little bit. Um, been icing it and stuff, so um, I'll probably get more treatment on it tomorrow. How does uh, Alex Benson compare to Quinn as a head coach? Um, yeah, demeanor. I feel like Alex is a little more laid back. Um, like kind of we were talking about earlier, like Quinn will kind of get on to you more vocal. AJ is kind of more reserved a little bit. He really won't say much until we kind of get to timeouts and things like that. So, um, I would say that's probably kind of a difference that I noticed. There you go. That is uh, Trent Forrest, 18 points tonight in 39 minutes. He said he's feeling it, playing 39 minutes. He also had eight assists, two rebounds, and he talked about it. Zero, the old goose egg on the turnover. That's awesome. I mean, it's just great play. Um, you know, we've had the opportunity to watch him from the very beginning and, you know, kind of watch his game develop. But his confidence is, is a, at an all-time high, I think, right now. Made the one three he took in the corner early in the game, which was awesome to see. Um, you just got to get make a couple of those, and it really does kind of change the, the narrative. Um, and his his ability to kind of run the team, you know, make the right decisions, get the ball where it needs to go, uh, and and provide some toughness. You know, I thought he did all that. And I, uh, this is the, the, the coach in you. I looked over, saw a smile on your face when he said it wasn't about how he played tonight. It was about the team getting a win. Yeah, and the best part is he means that. You know, he seems like a, a guy that's just completely – all about trying to do, you know, everything he can to help this team win. Um, so fun to watch it. Uh, you know, like Roy said, I thought Trent Forrest was special, and I thought he was probably the differentiator in the game tonight. Uh, our guy Ben Anderson of KSLSports.com called him the Jazz best player tonight. I would I would agree. I would agree with that, too. He was great. All right, your final 108-104. The Jazz get a win. They beat the Nuggets. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruWiz.com. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one. Your play of the game as well. Coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Royce comes down the middle of the lane. Euro stepping to the rack. Left hand finish. Oh, what a play by Royce O'Neal. He stepped through the defense, went to the left side, knuckled it over the rim and in. Royce O'Neal walks back the other way saying, you're too little. I think Royce was just too good. There's our guy, David Locke, with your play of the game. Sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Jazz win tonight, 108-104 over the Nuggets. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you post game. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz shorthanded, the Nuggets shorthanded, 
But the Jazz got big performances from Trent Forrest, 18 points, 8 assists. He also had a steal. Mike Conley, 17 points, 5 assists tonight, 4 steals for Mike. Uh, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Rudy Gay all had 15 points apiece. Jared Butler added 10 uh, coming in off the bench as well. I uh, should mention with Rudy Gay, uh, Rudy Gay, he had nine rebounds to go along with those 15 points in 26 minutes. For the Nuggets, no Jokic, no Gordon, uh, but uh, they were led by Bryn Forbes, a new addition. They just acquired him in a trade. He looked pretty good. 10 of 13, 26 points tonight for Forbes. Uh, Morris had 15 uh, Barton had 14. They did a nice job limiting Will Barton. He was their uh, leading available scorer. He was 6 of 16 from the field for those 14 points. Uh, Bones Highland had 10 coming in off the bench, as did uh, Devon Reed. He had 13 uh, to go along with seven boards and four assists. I, I didn't think the Nuggets played poorly tonight. You know, they were obviously missing uh, the MVP and Nikola Jokic, who's who's uh, key to everything they do. But uh, I thought both teams played pretty hard, even though they were shorthanded. I thought it was a pretty clean played game. Uh, you know, not a ton of mistakes. You know, the ball wasn't just bouncing all over the place. Both teams really kind of took care of it um, and had a game plan, you know, and I, and I just liked it. The Jazz really were the aggressor. I felt like, you know, we talked about their ability to get to the rim. That was huge. And I thought, you know, offensively really set, kind of set the tone and made the difference for the Jazz. Yeah, they absolutely did. I mean, going back to our Serta Pro points in the paint tonight, outscoring a team 64-42, to 42, not bad. And, and, you know, just one thought on, uh, like, Bryn Forbes comes in, gets 26, but I'm telling you, that guy can play. You know, you think about him and coming in in big moments in the finals uh, for Milwaukee and making – Big shots, you know, he's shooting 41% right now from three. And he, he he's a guy I think that can – I think that's a guy right there that can be around for a long time because he, he just has a knack for making baskets. I don't know Denver, if Denver will have their full team back at any point this season. I don't I don't know what uh, the status of Michael Porter Jr. is, if he possibly could come back this year. But, but if Denver got all their guys back, Brent Forbes would certainly be a useful addition. No doubt. I mean, you talk about, you know, kind of his ability and then Bones Highland, you know, a guy that can kind of get incendiary and really go crazy. So they've got, they've got a unique, when you, when you throw Murray back in the mix and Porter and Jokic, I mean, that, that's a, a talented group of guys. Bones had uh, seven assists tonight with those 10 points. I kind of, at least me, the few games we've seen him play, he seems to be kind of like a chucker. But seven assists, that's a nice number for him. And only 20 minutes to have 10 points, seven assists, not bad. Yeah, he's um, and he's got that ability to really kind of shake people. And he, he's he's got good wiggle to his game, and he can get places, you know, in small spaces. Um, but he's done, he did a good job tonight having eyes out and, and making plays for others. He's a fun one to watch. He'll be a guy that'll be interesting to watch his career. But the Nuggets come up short. The Jazz get a win, 108-104. All right, Coach, before we close the book at the, on this one and get ready for the Nets, which, by the way, we've got uh, the Nets-Kings highlights up uh, uh, on the in the background tonight. The Kings actually came away with the win in this one. And I saw online for some reason, don't ask me why I know this, Coolio performed at halftime, which is pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, the Nets are the Jazz' next opponent. Before we look forward to that, uh, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one, Coach. Well, the, you know what stands out is the, is the kind of that competitive edge the Jazz had tonight. Really felt like they locked in together and really kind of, rather than trying to do it themselves, really kind of looked inward, trusted each other. Uh, I thought Conley kind of led the whole orchestra, and Trent Forrest did a great job of really just playing a, a, a dominant role at, you know, kind of making the right decision and and being forceful enough to get to the rim and finish plays. Uh, just nice more than anything to win a game after 
losing so many in a row, and the, you kind of could feel that from the guys. So uh, congrats to Alex Jensen on his, his first win, and uh, it was fun to watch this team compete tonight. The, the winning was really important to this team tonight, and you could tell. Yeah, they needed it. Absolutely needed it, no matter what the circumstance. Uh, they needed a W in that uh, win column, and I'll tell you what, it's too bad the Jazz can't play the Duggets more because they seem to beat this club. Yeah, um, anyway, we could maybe get three more games. That would be good. By the way, uh, Jazz next opponent, we mentioned that the Kings beat the Nets tonight, 112-101. to James Harden had only four points in that game. Now, he had 12 assists, but only four That's points. That's crazy. And, you know, the, the foul rules have changed so much of his game. Um, and Pretty nuts. He really used to rely on a lot of free throws. Which is good. I mean, I, I found, I still kind of, but found him so obnoxious to watch play. I'm not doubting his, you know, productivity or whatever. You know, Locke at one point called him the best offensive player to ever play. I don't know if I'm coming along that far, but I'll give him credit. But uh, I'm glad that they've changed that a little bit because it was obnoxious. He I found think. a loophole. He you know, did. Like he taxes. found a cheat code. He found a cheat code, a loophole, and he played to it. Uh, but, you know, it, you have to now, you have to earn free throws more. And you can't just rake through and get those three-point shots time after time. So we'll see he and Kyrie on Friday. No Kevin Durant, but we'll see those two. Uh, we want to see a big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast today. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone calling all of the action. Fantastic work by those two. Thanks to our broadcast assistants tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, title sponsor of the post-game show. And the My Subaru is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, buddy. It's good to see you. A lot of chuckles tonight, buddy. But most importantly, we got to win. We finally got to win for the Jazz. 108 to 104 is your final. Our next broadcast is coming your way Friday night. The Brooklyn Nets will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.